we we want to thank you uh thank you christine for for doing that and why don't i just bring you up christine you can share a little bit of your story and uh just just love to hear the background and kind of how did you become this networking diva like how did you how did you get into this to do what you do well so i believe it or not i was not born a diva <laughs> Okay. All right. It's something you aspire to. And really for me, I've always had a heart for giving. And that's really where I, my background is. I, I taught college. I coached the speech and debate team. Love being able to help and give back to the community and just kind of help build the next generation was a wonderful thing. And then I took some time off to raise my kids. And then after that, it's like, okay, now I'm one of those moms re-entering the workforce. Now what do I do, right? And teaching really is a, a huge time commitment. When I used to coach, I would coach for so many hours. I would run speech tournaments. I was always behind the scenes. I'd put in 80-hour weeks, right? And I thought, well, let's see. Maybe I want to do something different now. Not that I didn't love teaching, but maybe I want something that gives me a little bit more um, life balance. So entrepreneurship, right? My mom said, hey, why don't you try credit card processing? That's what I did. And I'm like, okay, well, that sounds kind of weird, but okay, I'll try it. And no, just no. <laughs> they wanted 100 phone calls a day and really talking to people for 30 seconds on the phone is not my idea of a good time. It's, it was all about the hard, fast sales. And, and that's not me. I am all about relationships. So what I discovered in the process was the, the power of networking. And I fell in love. And as I met with more and more people, I realized that um, it wasn't really the credit card processing that they wanted advice on. They wanted advice about networking and being a communications major. It made perfect sense to offer that and marketing. So and I think I built my first website. Well, we're going to date myself way back in like 1990. So been doing it a day or two. So my background was there already. So I kept answering questions for people. And I finally realized, you know what? You might as well get paid for what you're already doing. Hence the creation of DFW Networking Diva. And I absolutely love it. I, I've Over time, I've kind of narrowed my focus into working with those that are uh, mission-driven. And that's my sweet spot. If you've got a big heart and want to do good in the world, I'm a sucker. Every time. <laughs> I so love getting For those involved. who don't know, Christine, DFW. I, I was born in Dallas, Texas, so I know. But for uh -huh. those who because we're, we're streaming in multiple different countries, different time zones. So but we got, we're partnered with Kingdom Warriors. They have 81 nations represented. So tell, tell us, what is DFW? That's a great question, Timothy, because really, like you said, until I moved to Dallas, Texas, I had no idea what a DFW was. Is it a bird? Is it a tree? I don't know. But it actually refers to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And when I started my business, I thought I would just stay local, right? I network all through locally. And then the world shut down. And then all of a sudden, we started uh, networking more and more on a global basis, right? And had wonderful opportunities to network people all over the world. And it's been exciting. So rather than renaming myself as a uh, world networking diva. <laughs> I just kept it with DFW, but my connections are worldwide and I've been having so much fun. If anybody had ever told me that uh, you could have this much fun owning your own business, I would have thought they were crazy. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, if you fly into Dallas, Fort, Fort Worth, you know uh, the networking diva on the ground. She's right there in Texas. So uh, glad to be able to have you today. Christine, thanks for sharing a little bit of your story so people kind of know where you're coming from. And uh, we're, 
Will you share, or will you teach us how to network? Will you show I us am. how to do I've got a secret I'm going to share with you all today. We're going to talk about intentional networking because we've heard a lot about networking, but we just kind of think, oh, you go here, you go there. And we've got all these misconceptions. We're going to talk about intentional networking that actually achieves results. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to glide off the stage here. Take over, Christine, do what you do. All right, we got this. We're going to have some fun today. We're going to talk about intentional networking, like I said. And, and really, that's what it's all about. You can network like crazy and you feel like you're spinning your wheels, but until you're actually uh, being productive, it's kind of like, what's the point, right? So you got to be intentional about it. So that's what we want to focus on today to get the results that you want. You really need to be intentional. So let's talk about this building relationships that achieve results. What's this about? Okay. So first I want to talk about breaking some bad networking habits. And and I guarantee you're going to recognize some of this stuff that I'm talking about. Uh, The importance of building relationships, because inherently that's what networking is all about. It's about building those relationships. And then I'm going to give you six steps to nurture your relationships. All right. Are you ready? (laughs) Here we go. All right. First off, we're going to break the bad habits. Now, I know that you have bad habits and I know you know other people that have bad habits. And these are the no-nos. Do not do these no matter what. All right. I'm I'm, going to warm you up. Are we ready? See who you recognize. Is this you? Let me know if this is you or if you know somebody that's done this kind of stuff for you. Right. So our bad habits include you all know the frantic networker. This is the person that's running around from event to event to event, and they're all over the place. And every time you turn around, they're at every networking event that you've ever seen, right? You're like, and here they are, and here they are. They go to 20 events a week. And all you ever see them do is just network and network, and they're just losing their mind, the frantic networker, right? We know those ones, but maybe they're not actually following up with anybody. They don't have enough time because they're too busy going and looking for the next person, right? But they haven't actually taken the time to build any of those relationships, right? So networking does you no good if you don't actually know anybody, right? Or maybe you do and you go to all these events and then you create do one-on-ones and another one-on-one and another one-on-one and another one-on-one and you keep picking up new one-on-ones, but you never actually go back and develop any of those relationships. You are the one-on-one king or queen, right? And you just keep going and going. But I call that a one and done, right? You do it and then you forgot about that person. You've never got to know anybody well enough to actually pass any referrals to, make any connections for, because you only talk to them once, right? How are you going to build a relationship if you only talk to somebody once, right? Another thing, so that's the one and done side, right? So you keep going, you do one, 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 and then you're just done with it. And then we don't remember you. They don't remember, you don't remember who to refer. There's no building in the relationship there at all, right? So you really think about what am I doing? You may recognize these, right? This might be you when you first started networking. This could be something you recognize. Yeah, (laughs) I've been there, done that, right? And so we're not a lot of times not trained on how to build relationships, That's just not something we normally learn. We learn, you know, maybe some economics. We learn some history. We learn some math. But nobody sat down and told us this is how you build relationships. So when we do this kind of stuff, it's not your fault. Nobody ever taught you, right? They didn't teach you when you started networking and said, here's your networking class. You must pass this class before you can go out and and go network with people, right? Maybe you are or you know someone who is the seller. Every time you sit down, they sell. 
they try and sell whatever it is. And that's really not what it's about, right? You don't actually want to sell to that person, right? You want them to keep you top of mind. So they'll introduce you to their people, right? So we all hate sitting down and being pitched, right? It's like, ugh. It's like the used car salesperson coming towards you. You're like, no, I'm just looking. I don't want to buy a car right now, right? So we hate when we have people that just pitch and sell to us, which kind of leads right into the spammer, right? They've met you once or they got your card or, you know, maybe had a conversation with you one time at a, a networking meeting. And next thing you know, you are in their marketing plan. You have gotten emails and newsletters and they're just blowing you up. And, and some of them aren't so bad, right? They message you once a month. Other ones, you know, weekly. And I've seen ones that literally send out messages daily. And you're like, I don't even know you that well. Why are you blowing up my email every day? If you're not one of my kids, I don't want to talk to you every day. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you really need to think about your relationships, right? These are all things that turn people off. These are the bad habits that we need to get rid of, right? Because if we continue doing this, none of these are building your relationships. Not a single one of them, right? So what's happening is you're running around to these events, you're meeting all these people, you may or may not be following up with them, you keep going and doing it over and over again, and you feel like I'm spending so much time and effort towards networking, but is it really being productive? And what you're finding is a lot of times it's not as productive as it could be, right? We really want to do something, do networking so it actually accomplishes our goals, right? And this is really what it's about. We want to build the relationships. And building those relationships is so important. We don't want to just talk to salespeople, right? We want to do business with those we know, like, and trust. And if you've been involved in networking at all, you've heard that before. But do we ever really break it down to what that means, right? We really want to know the other person. If this is somebody that you want to continue to do business with, right, you want to know them so well that you can give their elevator pitch or their 30-second commercial for them. You want to know their lines of service. You want to know what their products are well enough that you could tell somebody else about them, right, or just enough that when you hear a key word, you go, oh, that's who I'm thinking of, right? Um, whatever the business is, right? So whoever it is, you want to really know them, right? And you got to like them. If we don't like you, we don't want to do business with you, right? I don't want to hang out with you if I don't like you. I don't want to go to meetings with you and I don't want to send other people to you because I don't even like you, right? So it's important that we like people. You're going to choose um, who you want to do business with based on who you know and like. Right. So if you think about it, I probably know 500 financial advisors. Right. But the ones that I like are probably the ones I'm going to refer. Right. <laughs> Nobody wants to refer anybody they don't like and trust. Right. And that's something that's built up over time. When you say you're going to do something, did you do it? And um, when we sent you a referral, did you follow up with them? And there's nothing worse than trusting someone with one of your clients, referring them to someone else. And then they just drop the ball. They don't follow up. They don't talk to them. They don't. Right. And your trust now is being depleted. And you're like, I'm not sending any more referrals that way because I don't trust you. Right. So we really need to know, like and trust who you are. Right. The whole goal behind building those relationships is to get you to be top of mind. Right. You want to know whenever your keyword is spoken, they go, oh, here, let me introduce you to my friend. Right. When I hear something about someone going, gosh, I need to make a lot of phone calls. I go, oh, well, let me introduce you to Stacy Stockford. Right. Here's somebody talking about, gosh, I really want to run some ads, but I don't even know where to start. I go, oh, well, let me introduce you to Joel Snyder. Right. And so that's one of the beauties about being involved with the 
Giver Marketing Network is we have experts right here at our fingertips, right? So when you know somebody in marketing, you can pass it to one of us and we know somebody, I guarantee you can help, right? But you want to be top of mind with other people also, right? You want to keep them top of mind. You want them to keep you top of mind because why? What's the big deal about that? It's the connections. It's the database. If you're really, really old school, it's the Rolodex, right? It's all about having those connections because we could choose to sell to one person and that gets you one client. However, if you like me, you're going to introduce me to someone else and someone else and someone else, right? And now I have the potential of meeting the hundreds of people that you know when my topic comes up and you go, oh, let me introduce you to Christine. Right. So that's what it is. It's all about the connections. Right. So we need to know, like and trust you. Right. We need to want to do business with you. Right. And we, we, we need to we want those connections. Let's build those relationships until you build that relationship. None of that's happening. Right. And you can't do that through a one and done. You can't do that through talking to somebody just one time. Right. It, it's a whole process. And that's what I want to focus on now. Let's talk a little bit about this process. Right. There's six steps really to nurture those relationships when it comes to networking. And, and there's a lot of different ways to do this. And I'm just going to give you some quick nuggets that I've played with, okay, that I found really successful. So use targeted networking, okay? And when I say targeted networking, you know, find people that are in industries and positions that would be able to help you achieve your goals, whatever those goals are. You can look at networking for opportunities for business, you can have networking as opportunities for your career advancement. Um, you can have networking for doing a hobby, right? Networking is just the concept of interacting with other people and you helping each other out, right? So when you think about that, what are your goals? So you got to figure out what those goals are so that you can turn around and find the right people, right? Is it a synergy partner? Is it somebody who works with the same people that you work with? For example, if you're a realtor, you probably want to connect with people that do mortgages, right? There's going to be synergy partners. They work together really well. So you want to make sure that you're, you know, aiming for those industries and aiming for those positions that can help you get where you want to be. Um, I've got a, a friend that changed jobs recently. And so uh, with his position, he's like, OK, well, I need to um, get us involved in the community more. OK, well, what do you need to what do you need to connect with? OK, well, I need to meet when we listed all the industries that he needed to focus on locally. Right. And, and that one's a nonprofit. Right. So what kind of people do they want to partner with in, in that particular instance. So know who it is that you need to work with and who can help you get where you need to be, right? You can ask for somebody to help mentor you. You can ask them to coach you. Um, you could do a one-on-one -on -one with them and build that relationship with them, but figure out who that is that you need to talk to that's going to help you achieve your goals and figure out how you can help them. Um, for example, let's say um, you wanted to talk to somebody that was a uh, Social media, right? And you're like, wow, this person is a great influencer and I want to be involved in them. So you might say, for example, okay, I'm going to go in, I'm going to follow them on social media. And when they uh, respond to some, they put a post up, I'm going to be one of the first people to respond. Okay. So they put a post and then you respond, but you don't just say, hey, great post and then like it. You got to say something meaningful. You got to say something to catch their eye. And if you're following them right at that point, you're going to get notifications. So you can be one of those first people and they'll say, hey, this person's responded. They're really thoughtful about that. Right. And they responded again and they responded again. So they start seeing that you might get a message from them saying, hey, thanks for commenting. You've got a perfect opportunity to start a conversation. Right. So find the people that you want to connect to and actually 
take the initiative to go build those relationships, right? And that's really what the next step is, right? Once you know who you want to talk to, take the initiative, find those commonalities. What do you have in common with them? And initiate that conversation, whether it's through following them on social media, sending them an email, um, a phone call, trying to find out what they're interested in and being at those locations. Don't be too stalkery, though. But the idea is you have things in common. You know, if you like to walk dogs and they like to walk dogs, right? If you notice a lot of animal pictures on their posts, whatever it is that you find in common, maybe they're involved with a nonprofit that's, a, you know, something that you really think is wonderful, right? Whatever that is, find your commonality so you have an excuse to start a conversation with them. You never know. You guys might get along really well. I've had the opportunity to introduce people to great synergy partners, and I've introduced them to their best friend. I mean, <laughs> it just depends on the situation, right? Finding those things in common and, and have the guts to take it, right? Take that initiative. And a lot of people are afraid to take those steps forward. Um, they're like, gosh, what if they don't like me? What, right? We get all this self-doubt and this talk in our head. And you got to let that go, right? Your comfort zone is not where you grow and expand, right? You got to leave your comfort zone if you actually want to make an impact, right? So you got to be willing to take that risk. If not, you're not going to get very far, right? So leave that comfort zone and go forward and initiate those conversations. Worst case scenario, they're not interested. And that's okay too, right? This means they weren't your tribe. Find the next tribe, okay? Now, another big step on this is follow up. So we get a card, right? You go to a networking event and you've got 100 cards, right? The end of the week, you've got 500 cards, whatever it is. If you never follow up with anybody, you've never developed those relationships, right? Get that appointment. Call them. Put some systems in place. Um, you know, at the end of the day or whatever it is, set aside 30 minutes to reach out to anybody that you um, talk to for the first time that day, right? Have an email set up for you um, to reach out and set up those one-on-ones. Whatever it is that you need to do, but you need to follow up. The money is in the follow-up. If you never follow up, you're not going to get anywhere, okay? And once you actually get that meeting, add value. Focus on them and their needs. One of my favorite quotes by Zig Ziglar, right? You will get all you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want, right? Focus on the other. This is the opposite of this sleazy salesperson, right? Hi, I've got this. You want to buy this, right? Nobody wants to hear that, right? Focus on them. Get to know them, who they are, what their dreams are, what their desires are, and, and how you can help make their goals happen right? And they're going to be like, hey, wow, this is a nice person. You know, what can I do to help you? Right? And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for something mutual. I'm not telling you to, you know, just help other people and never get anything in return and be a floor mat. That's not what this is about. It's about adding value and building those relationships with other people, right? Whatever their needs are. And sometimes it's business related. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's lending them an ear and letting them talk because they had a rough day, right? It's taking those times to be a real human, be a good human, <laughs> right? Be nice, add value to other people's lives, whatever that looks like. Another thing to keep in mind is get organized. All right, I'm going to spend a minute on this one. Are you ready? All right, get organized. If you have a CRM, you're, you're ahead of the game. If you don't, get one. I'm just going to say right up there, okay? And they have some that aren't too expensive. It's worth the investment because what happens is, is you can put all your contacts in there. And when you type in, type in the details, 
um, put a summary of your meeting, right? Add it in as, you know, met with so-and-so today, and this is what we talked about. They're looking for this, right? Put some keywords in there. This way you can keep track of the details. Um, if you know the name of their spouse, if you come across their birthday, the name of their children, the name of their pets, whatever it is to help build that relationship, because a lot of times we can't remember it all. And so we need to have a spot where we can go back and look at it, right? So if it was important to you or it made you laugh or something that made you smile, write that down, right? And it also gives you something to mention when you call them, right? So if you've already talked to them once and you're going to follow up later, right? And you're like, hey, you know, this is uh, this is Christine. We met, uh, you know, a week ago and we were talking about how awesome um, it is to be a pet owner. How's your dog, Fluffy? Right. It's a great, uh, you know, breaker to get back into the conversation and it helps you remember who people are. Right. Now, part of the CRM is you can leave yourself reminders. Right. So you can take the notes for what already happened and make those plans for the future. So plan into it. Right. So when's the next time you're going to talk to this person? Well, if you don't put it on the calendar, my kids know this. If it's not on the calendar, it doesn't exist. It just doesn't exist, right? So it's got to be written down. It, you know, a goal without a um, plan is just a wish. I mean, all this kind of stuff. So if you don't write it down and you don't put it on your calendar, it doesn't happen. So use this as an opportunity to schedule. Okay, I talked to them here. I want to follow up with them next week. So I'm going to schedule something in and I get a pop-up reminder that says, um, you know, call so-and-so, right? Or uh, send an email. Now, some of your CRMs will even let you write the email ahead of time and schedule it. This way it goes out in a week and it's ready to go, right? So you didn't even have to think about it. You did it right after your meeting. You can follow up with them. Hey, just following up. Wanted to see how you were doing. Would love to chat with you a little bit more, you know. Or another one is schedule the call before you even end the meeting, right? So you're on the call with somebody and you're like, wow, this was a great coffee. Thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. I'd really like to talk to you again. If you're open to that, I would love to talk to you, wouldn't you say two weeks, you know, and book something right then on the spot. I mean, that just makes it so much easier. Getting organized makes a difference. And if you don't already have a, a scheduler, I would highly recommend getting a scheduler, um, whether it's a Calendly or whatever format you want to use. Um, it really just makes life a lot easier. Um, don't you let that eliminate the human connection, though. Because a lot of times people, here, let me just throw a link at you. Let me build the relationships. <laughs> That's still an important part of it all. Okay. So really, if you don't have a CRM, I can't emphasize enough, get a CRM. And that will help you keep track of your nurturing process. And every time you interact with that person, put it in there. Right. The big thing is, is consistently nurture the relationships. Right. You can't just do one and done. You can't be a friend and then disappear. And they're like, she was really nice, but where did she go? Right. <laughs> you got to be consistent with it. Right. Build those relationships until you actually are building them really strong and, and you know, use every opportunity. Right. If you're going to go to a networking event, why not invite a few people with you? If you're going to go hit a happy hour, why not invite a few people with you? You're like, ah, I've really been wanting to go out to lunch. There's this new restaurant. Hey, why don't I bring someone else with me? Right. So the idea is never dine alone, never attend an event alone. Take someone with you. And every single one of those is an opportunity to continue to nurture those relationships that you're involved in. Right. Um, it, it's kind of like I say, going to church and listening to prayer is great. But until you actually interact with the other parishioners, you haven't built relationship with anybody. 
right? So you you got to go through the effort to make those connections and and get to know everybody else, and 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 that's those steps that we need really to continue to work, right? So if you're going to do networking, be intentional about it. Actually, build relationships where you can get those results that you're looking for, right? Get rid of those bad habits. <laughs> Understand that it's all about building the relationships and then follow those simple six steps to nurture your relationships. Okay. So for me, as the networking diva, I always say network smarter, not harder. Okay. It's all about doing it smart. You can run around all over the place and constantly try and meet new people, or you can develop the relationships that you already have. Right. So for me, I am all about the strategy, the networking, and the marketing. And that's what I love to do. And feel free to reach out anytime. I truly love working with uh, small business owners, solopreneurs, nonprofits. That's my, my playground. And if I can be of service, I love to help. If you want to network with me, I believe in go big or go home. So right here, you've got my Bitly link. You can be on my podcast. We just randomly do it when we want to. Um, we can pre-record. We can blast it out live, whatever it is that your comfort zone is. But let's work on visibility. If you're going to network anyway, we might as well do it with an audience, right? Then you've got a video you can use. You can break down into clips for your own marketing. You can put it on your website. You can share it any way you want. I don't care what you do with it. Have fun with it, right? And, and that's what it's about. Have some fun. So there's your marketing and there's your networking. I can't do one without the other. Great job, Christine. Gosh, the networking abilities are just at a high level. And ladies and gentlemen, when we want to sharpen our skills, we spend time with people who have done it for a while. When they know what they're doing, they not only have the personality for it, but they've developed the skills. That natural ability has developed over time. So if you have any desire to increase your networking abilities, be relationally intelligent, emotionally intelligent as you go along, not spam or scam anybody, uh, which leads to one of the questions that came up is, okay, what's the difference between following up well mm -hmm. and bothering people or, or spamming people? Like, what, <laughs> where's that Where's that line for, for you, Christine? I, I know that we all have different lines, I guess, that are kind of but generally speaking, can you give us some guidelines on that? Right. So spamming is the really the unwanted concept, right? It's the, the when they're dropping you into your drips and you're getting too much that you just don't want. Right. Um, it, it's is are you is what you're sending personal or is it just generic to everybody else? Right. And if you're sending somebody the same thing that you send everybody else. Right. And that's really where niching in your audience comes into. Right. You have a, your audience, but then you want to niche that down into your specific audience and what they're interested in. If you're just sending them willy nilly everything. Right. You're just spamming them. If you're actually building relationships, you know, hey, would you rather get an email from you, Tim, that says, hey, I'm in town. Let's do lunch or, you know, here, you know, read this latest thing that I wrote um, because I'm giving it to you and I think you should read it. Well, that's a good that's a good answer to that question. And um, I'm always curious of some of these Eric, like like. I'm thinking of the introvert in the audience right now as mm -hmm. well, and I'm thinking, OK, so. You and I are extroverts. We could go on. We, we we get charged by a room full of people, okay? Whether it's virtually or in person, it 
it matters a little bit, but th the point is we our batteries get charged by interaction and some would even um, associate it with like auditory stimulus and, and some of these kind of things like our actual personality type, the neuroscience of this is really fascinating. Uh, I'm sure you've looked into some of these kind of things too, but what about for the, the introvert who they actually get charged by less stimulus, they get charged by l less of the of the noise, less of the, they want some alone time or maybe with a quiet friend or like, how do they follow up as a networking professional, whether they're in a, a traditional business or a, an actual networking business or some other kind of, uh, any kind of business can benefit from this, but how, how does a sales professional or a, or a business owner benefit if they're an introvert? Like how, how does that work? That's a great question, Timothy, because we the world's made of introverts and extroverts, right? And, and so we got to remember there's those that feel the need that they need to do those connections and those nurturing. And then there's the other side of it that those that are introverts that you're reaching out to. So you got to be careful when you're reaching out to the introverts because yep. they're like, whoa, too much backing up now. <laughs> right. I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. Right. And, and that can be through the nurturing process. And even at the networking events, that becomes an issue also. Right. I always look for the wallflowers. You know, I want to be go find the wallflowers. Those are the people that are sitting they're observing. They're checking things out. They're maybe not ready to participate. But if you talk to them one on one, they're like, oh, Someone was nice and came up and talked to me. That's great, right? As long as you're not too intimidating. <laughs> a, a little bit of um, mirroring, right, for communication. Yep. Because you want to make sure that you're not overwhelming somebody. Okay. And it can happen, right? Whether it's through uh, email, text messages, or even one-on-one -on -one and, and talking to somebody. So a lot of times I'll, I'll mirror the energy level of the other person. Okay. Because there's times that I'm like, yeah, if I'm a little too exuberant, this person might get up and leave. <laughs> yeah, and you said mirroring, so that that leads me to another question. Uh, I'm noticing that there's a lot of different channels to follow up on. Mm -hmm. um, some folks prefer the email, some social messaging, some text messaging. Uh, there's even other forms that. I some people uh -huh. actually prefer even totally different old, older methods even so or other methods but uh almighty phone call like like there's just so many different things stacy you can talk about that another time but uh -huh. what how do we know how to follow up what method, right. like what method like how do we do this timothy this is going to sound crazy but ask <laughs> Oh, when I do my partners, my partners, I sit there and I ask them, what's your preferred method of communication? Remember, I was talking about the CRM, put that in there, right? And if they're going to be a serious synergy partner where you're sending things back and forth, you're going to know what their favorite method is and they're liable to tell you. And if you're not sure, ask. I have friends that I talk to in Facebook Messenger, other ones, it's LinkedIn messaging, other people send me text messages. Sometimes it's through WhatsApp. Sometimes it, right? You just don't know if it's going to be through Slack. Is it, what's going on here, right? There's so yeah. many options. Um, so a lot of times people can't keep up with all of them. Right. Okay. So if you just ask them what their preferred method is, right, that that just takes all the guesswork out of it. Yeah. OK, good. And we got some good comments coming in about the introvert extrovert conversation, which kind of uh, was triggered by the mirroring uh, tip that you gave us. So I, I, I love it. I love it. So find, find out what people are really wanting sound, is what you're saying. Ask mm -hmm. them good questions. 
like how would you prefer I connect with you? How often or how would you prefer I connect with you? Nothing wrong. Okay, I like it, Christine. Ladies and gentlemen, look up Christine Dean, D-E-A-N-E, on your social media platform. She's all over the place. She's easily found because she's working with people like Vicky and others to just just kind of make sure that she's everywhere. And um, gosh, what a what a jewel in our network. Thank you so much for all the work you do behind the scenes, half the stuff we don't even know you're doing. And I, I, we we know, but we don't know exactly. You know what I mean? We, we know that there's some special sauce happening. And from A to Z, if you're putting uh, a podcast together or an event together or, and you need some marketing push, some outreach, uh, some kind of uh, cause-driven organization that might, might need to get the word out from a promotional standpoint, Christine is a walking promotion machine, but she does it in an organic, networking, tactful, classy way. So that's the person you want to talk to if you're putting a little event together or something and you, you want to just make sure that you got as many eyeballs on it as you can. Of course, you're, she, she knows about ads and some different things too, with partnering with Joel and others. But at the base level, we're humans connecting with humans. Absolutely. We're not numbers connecting with numbers. We're not widgets connecting with widgets. We're not, we're, we're not robots yet. Okay. It's as so, simple as that, Timothy. It's just that simple. It's all about relationships. That's it. And she has some superpowers in those areas. So if you want to just ask her some questions, look her up, light her up, say the word summit, and she'll give you some extra goodies, of course, like she mentioned. And uh, get on her podcast. Record something. Like get on there, get get the word out, and, and take advantage of that. You only get that in certain places when private invite-only scenarios or summits like this. And you just got an invite to a podcast for all those going, I don't have enough people listening to my stuff. I don't know how to get reach my audience. I don't know how to talk to business owners and other movers and shakers doing good in the world. We, she just gave it to you on a platter. Go That's set right. up a slide, connect with Christine, and she'll have her podcast filled out before you know it. So you better hurry. <laughs> all right. Love it. Love <laughs> well, it. We'll have a blast. <laughs> you know, Thanks, Timothy. Love, love the market. Love our Giver Marketing Network. The collaboration and the possibilities are endless. Great place yeah, to play. Yeah, yeah. What, a, what a fun team, right? And speaking of that, Christine, thank you again. But speaking of that, I, I always think about, okay, so if we all have connections with you know several hundred other people, if not thousands of other people, as a marketing professional, generally we have connections with thousands of others. Mm -hmm. uh, what a privilege it is to kind of lock arms with folks like yourself and really walk into a project a marketing project or some kind of venture and say okay what marketing superpowers do we need from this project mm -hmm. christine would be a good fit for america prosper or or so and so would be a good fit for kingdom warriors or so and so would be a good fit for mm -hmm. this project over here and i'm, I'm just dropping project names because we some of us know what, what those are but listen there's a good fit for you, as a marketing professional, if you're listening, there's a good fit for you in the Giver Marketing Network because we're all about capital C collaboration. Mm -hmm. And if you've never collaborated on a high level before, it'll change the game. You'll be, you'll basically, you don't have any excuse but to grow mm -hmm. because you have all the talent available you, you could ever want. So now you're a walking, talking agency instantly. Because you have all the talent you could ever want. You don't have to go through all the vetting process of 
finding out if somebody you know speaks a certain language or does things a certain way or uh you know if their reviews are fake or not if they're you know on this platform or that platform if they're going to be here today gone tomorrow no 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 this is stable really powerful networking at another level so thanks christine for being a part of this and, and teaching us how to do this at even even internally like our slack channel we have like 70 i don't know but before you know it, we're going to blink and have 100 team members in our slack channel mm -hmm. what what was just taught today internally we can blow each other's business up in a good way, right? Just doing that, what you just did, what you just said. So pay close attention, ladies and gentlemen. There's going to be a quiz later. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Christine. Appreciate you. We're going we're gonna to jump to another stage here with, with Brian Gregory in just a minute. Thank you. Thank you again. Really appreciate it. Thank you.